Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Right, spring is springing, you know, except for the whole part of the country where it's snowing. Yeah, um, well, they they live sad lives, <laughs> so that's fine. Yes. They'll be used to it. Uh, we are recording this uh, on Monday, uh, so congratulations to, insert winner here, of last night's national championship game, uh, mm. men's basketball. Oh, it's it, well, it's a team from the miserable part of the country where it's probably snowing. Right. So. Um, they have I, plenty of happiness, right? Yeah. I don't want to see any tears from you, I mean, assholes. I mean, look, that game th- that game is going to have a long a long way to go to top the women's national championship game that was Sunday night. Oh, uh, yeah. Or the women's final four. Right. The, the entire women's final four. I I so I well, I mean, I, I can't I can't speak to that from experience cuz I really didn't watch the final four. But I did mm-hmm. watch the end of the Notre Dame Mississippi State game uh, last night, and I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, it was just like it, it was it was very exciting. Um, that I mean, the you know it, it had the same problem that basketball has, where the last five minutes take forty five minutes, but still, I mean, just, it was really neat. Um, but so now you know, by the time you hear this, that'll all be over, and, and that means it's uh, it's baseball season. And uh, you know how I know it's baseball season? Be- because I'm already out of my mind concerned about the end of Western civilization. I, A.K.A. Bryce Harper signing with the New York Yankees. Well, you know what? The learners are really trying hard because they're now charging. Uh, actually, you have to dedicate your whole body to science right there to get uh, to, to get a beer <laughs> um, because the beer is sixteen dollars. It's like that. Uh, it's like that startup that that said, uh, "Oh yeah, we can upload your consciousness to the cloud. Just know that it's going to kill you." Um, yeah, uh, you mean Elon Musk, who who his company is kind of being killed, but more slowly right now. That's uh, a deep cut. That is a deep tech slash business cut. Um, so, no, you know how I know it's baseball season. It's that we're like four days in, and we've already had a ridiculous unwritten rules scandal. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I swear, I'm gonna do my best. Uh, I know I have a tendency to to cuss a lot on this show, and I'm real, I'm really gonna do my best not to do it today because it's, it it would be too easy. Um, so the, the Twins were playing the Orioles, and uh, as I recall, the, the Twins had a, a pretty hefty lead, Yeah, uh, and their, their pitcher, this guy named Jose Barrios, was uh, uh, was having quite a great game. Uh, Very I good I, game. Very I don't wanna, good game. I don't want to uh, blow the lid off it just yet. Mm-hmm. Late in the game, uh, the uh, I believe the guy was playing catcher for the O's. Uh, came up to bat, and the defense put on this wild shift, where uh, where everybody was kind of rotated over to to try and you know stop. I guess he's a left-handed pull hitter. Yeah. Uh, trying oh to wait, get, did you, know. you you said it was late in the game? How late in the game was it? It was the uh, I think in the eighth inning, maybe. 
Oh, and they were, and they were up seven nothing, and they put on the shift, right? Yes, right. Okay, um, just making sure. Yeah. Uh, and so when that happens, there's this great big gaping hole down the third baseline. Yep. And I don't know about you, uh, but this guy at Chase Cisco had the same thought I had, which is, why don't I just try to bun it down the third baseline? Yeah. They made a very um, aggressive move. I might as well counter move, right? Exactly. And he got on. I mean, it was an incredible bunt. Oh, uh, I mean, it bunt. wouldn't it wouldn't oh. have worked. Um, I, I, this is weird to talk about, like a, a sports highlight <laughs> on an audio show, I guess. But uh, it, it probably wouldn't have worked if there was a fielder there. But it was like it was a good hard bunt down the line. It like went. It rolled past the base, mm-hmm. um, and like there was no chance that he was not getting on. Um, and you know who didn't like that? The Minnesota uh, Flippin' Twins. Oh. They were cool. all oh. in a lather. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> what, I, what I have to say about that is, well, for, there's really only one response to that. It's, it's shut up. But <laughs> the, you're being ridiculous. Stop it. <laughs> like, the thing is, is okay, now he has a two-hitter or whatever, and, and he still pitched a shutout. This was the eighth inning, and you put a shift there you on. Go. All right, so so you've sort of inadvertently blown the big surprise. So we're talking about the unwritten rules of baseball um, and, and why they're completely insane. Uh, but there's this long-held rule, quote-unquote rule, um, that you don't bunt when a, a pitcher has a no-hitter going. And I get the idea is that bunting is an earning your way on base. I mean, it's ridiculous on its face. But even if we accept it, just for the sake of argument, if we accept it as a real thing, that you really and truly should not bunt uh, when a pitcher is working on a no-hitter. Jose Barrios had already given up a hit. He was not working on a no-hitter. This was just a regular garden variety great start where he was still pitching deep into the game get out of my face twins and especially you brian dozier the team's star second baseman uh who i told like the reporter scrum i guess after the game he said obviously we didn't like it i'm like you know the the baseball covering community rightfully said um i don't know what you mean by obviously brian can you explain a little further and Brian Dozier was happy to oblige uh, earlier today. And uh, here is his justification. And I I purposefully withheld this from you guys before the show so you could experience it anew. Verbatim from Brian Dozier on uh, on why uh, this bunt rankled them so much. When they didn't hold our runner on, they conceded to the fact they didn't want us to steal. So we didn't steal. We could have very easily stolen and put up more runs. So therefore, in return, you don't bunt. That's what everybody is missing in this whole thing. Just I, the, the matter of factness with which he's like, oh, how could you not know this thing? I mean, just like every piece of this is insane. Part part of me thinks about with the whole bunting thing. Why don't people like bunts? Well, because bunts are bunts are kind of embarrassing. It's like a it's like a mouse, not a rat. It's like a mouse in your apartment. 
okay? Is a mouse going to do much damage? No, no. Like, it might get a single. You know, it might eat into your flower bag a little bit. But you have the power, and you can, you know, eliminate the mouse. The mouse got in. Maybe it's your fault. Maybe you had a big shift on. Maybe you left the door open. Maybe you left things uncovered. But the mouse is not going to do that much damage. So don't don't take this superior position, like, how dare the mouse get in? It's a mouse, okay? It's a bunt. Someone gets a base. <laughs> You you opened up that base. You did this huge shift. You know, th- there doesn't need to be this calculus of like, oh, well, you know, we did the better thing. It's like expecting people to understand you're on the high road and then complaining when they don't understand it. It's like, that's that's the whole point of the high road. You you don't complain about it. And right. Brian Dozier, yeah, I kind of expect better of him than to be just Mr. Mr. Brian McCann-esque twins player. <laughs> So let me let me tell you why. Let, let's let's just move because I, I don't want to spend this whole time like talking about one specific incident. No, uh, should that's be. that's not. We're not a current events show. Um, the thing that bothers me the most about this, and has always bothered me the most about the the idea of baseball having this whole unwritten secret code, not unlike uh, an off the record menu at like In and Out Burger, is that they have rules. There yeah. are explicitly written rules of the game that cover, I, I think, everything that could go on during the game. It's a zero, yeah. like, it's a zero-sum game. Someone has yes. to win and someone has to lose. Yeah. And we have all the rules we need to determine none of those rules, none of these unwritten rules are about it, it, like enforcing the bylaws of the game to ensure that you know, we, we come to the conclusion we need, which is one winner and one loser. So I think you mentioned the zero-sum game, and that's the part that, that I think is most important here is is it, it is there is going to be a winner and loser in this. It's it's just like, um, you know, really any other game, which is that's – it's not really about protecting individuals, which is I think what has sort of been done here. It's you should try to win – you should try not to if you're losing you should try to win if you if you're winning you try to ensure that you can win and this person was was down they did not come from a point of advantage and they tried to win the game and then all of a sudden you are being a sore winner i guess and say like how dare how dare you do this um it's not a situation like i don't know when a a quarterback rolls out of out of the pocket he's like running out of bounds and then a big lineman comes in and clips him at the legs as he's going out there's and now a written rule that says you you can't do that um for instance but that's that's different here i feel like this is a team that is using these unwritten rules to kind of raise up this individual and like show them off and then takes offense for i don't know no other reason than than being uh you know snippy about things and you mentioned dirty hits on quarterbacks late. Not only is this not that. I mean, one of the unwritten rules of baseball is not just uh, don't not hit the quarterback as he's running towards the sideline. It's, it's essentially it's you have to hit him. Yeah. It, this idea of retaliation and, and, you know, if you hit our guy, we're going to hit your guy. Um, yeah. It's it's. I'm. You know, and I'm breaking the seal. It's fucking dangerous. Yeah. 
So the other thing I think about, and maybe Max, this is something that could be relatable for you as we're talking about baseball, which I don't even understand. Um, it's the one with the the bat and the balls and the <laughs> and the wickets, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they there was actually a big problem with that. Speaking of unwritten rules, they actually did write down you can't tamper with the balls. Um, and well, actually, most sports you can't tamper with the balls, except for that one situation that you are familiar with. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, no, but so did you? Did growing up, I know, I knew you're a video game player. We've we've talked about this on the the podcast before. Did you play video games with your brother? Yeah. Was he better than you? Um, it depends on the game. Well, like so, until you were, I don't know, like twelve. Were there were there a lot of games that he was consistently better than you at? Uh, yeah. So. I think so. In this situation, I think a lot about the big brother, little brother thing. As, a, as an older brother, and Sean, you may have dealt with this too, mm-hmm. there were certainly things that my parents told me. It's like, hey, you know, you need to, you need to let basically things be competitive. There, there are unwritten rules which, like, don't just totally beat up your little brother <laughs> or your cousins or other siblings mm-hmm. or whatever. I think one of the most frustrating things as an older brother is when you're not trying to let them win, but all of a sudden, you know, you got better at, at a game or something and then my frustration would get really bad it's like you're not supposed to win and that that was the most angry i got and i think of the same thing in with the the twins here it's like hold on i i've got the advantage i'm the big brother i mean did you ever view that in like your brother where he's like oh okay this is more competitive than i wanted uh not that i recall yeah you just you just immediately started lapping him maybe literally if you were playing uh, Mario Kart or something. Oh. Perhaps, yeah. I think I might have always been better than him at Mario Kart, but he could probably still whoop my ass at like NFL Blitz 2000. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I yeah, I just I think it's it's a similar situation in that like okay, if if we're saying, you know, there is an unwritten rule here. It's it's honestly to me it's one of civility. It's like these are these are people that you don't only have a competitive relationship with. Um, you know, it's not your job to like play with another person or I don't know, uh, I don't know, go to trivia with them or or whatever it is. It's like no, you're actually it's a social thing. Well, so my impression, and you guys can answer this, and maybe this will go somewhere because I don't really understand it. It, it seems like the twins shifted their defense in such a way um, late in the game as sort of in experiment to say well well let's see what happens if we do this but they Not wanted to see quite. what happens if someone hits it there or no. why did they why did they what did i don't understand that part i got you here i'll i'll uh, i'll i will assist you with this so the defensive shift is something that teams do typically they do it when they've noticed that a hitter always hits it to one side um it's typically a thing for like for pull hitters so uh, left-handers that hit it to the first base side. Um, that That's really the, the main time you see the shift is against a, a lefty hitter that pulls the ball almost exclusively. It's like, basically, it's, a, it's a, an assessment that, like, we think you can't be patient enough to, like, wait on a pitch and hit it to the third base side. So we're going to take our third baseman and shift him over. Um, they'll usually do something wild, like, put the shortstop like standing where the second baseman stands the second baseman is in like shallow right field and the third baseman is playing shortstop it's a whole thing it's it's crazy town 
Um, but it, it's it's an attempt to gain an advantage. Right. Yeah. So they did that. They did that. Even they were winning by seven, but mm-hmm. they did that to to try to ensure that this guy couldn't, um, you get know, get a hit yeah. to get on base to attempt to win the game. Is that right? Exactly. So they did it in a, in a defensive way because they believed that the other team could win the game, and they wanted to ensure that they didn't. I mean, uh, maybe. I mean, they were up seven nothing in the late right stages. But, but of they the wouldn't game. have taken any sort of approach like that if they didn't at least believe there was a chance that the that the Orioles could come back. I uh, sure. I mean, the the Orioles are a team with a lot of power hitters, so it's it's theoretically possible that if they get somebody on base, they could you know change the game with one swing, as it were. Um, they could have just been being I think dicks. it's I think it's more like though if 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 the Patriots are playing the I don't know the Dolphins and they're forty to nothing with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Right, you don't start kneeling with eight minutes left. You don't start kneeling with eight minutes left, but you also don't necessarily have Tom Brady still throwing bombs right. that late in the game if they're up forty nothing. It's there's a balance there, and so what what the twins are essentially doing here is they're they're again from place advantage they're up 40 to nothing if if we're taking it to football and they are instead of handing the ball off or doing little dump passes to to you know Julian Edelman or something they're they're going deep to to Gronk like they're throwing 30 yard passes it's like just play your normal defense. There's no reason to to like you you see that's the shift. Interesting. Yeah, I see it more shift. as if like if they were on defense and they're up 40, they just play a little further back and it's like, "Well, we'll give up like a, an 8-yard run, aka a bunt, but we're not going to give up a big a big pass." Right, but we're also But then they're upset when the other blitz. team runs. It, it doesn't make sense to me. It, right. These things don't make sense. That's that's kind of the whole point is that these things It's like, don't "No, you were supposed sense. to pass it cuz you're down 40." Yeah. You know what's it's not I, the spirit of the game? And you, there it is. That's what you've hit on. That's the other thing that I can't stand. It is the 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 times that these, I just like. Even, well, actually, it's the opposite of the thing that I hate. So like, those are the sore winner versions of this thing. But there's also like the sore loser versions. Like you know, uh, the one I I think the one that I hate the most is when a guy, like, pimps a home run a little too much. He's, like, a little too excited about the fact that he just took you deep. And so the next time you're going to bean him right in the shoulder, except you're probably going to miss because you're angry and you're going to hit him in the fucking head. Yeah. Um, and what it, what it basically amounts to is you're, just, you're saying, like, I'm mad that I'm bad at this. I'm mad that I didn't do better. So obviously, uh, I'm going to be logical here and say that this is your fault. Um, so it's just I can't stand. Just like you're grown men, be yeah. better in touch with your emotions. Well, and the and the thing is with with this is because that their their relationship is a competitive one. It's like you're there's still the matter of winning or losing the game. Sure. You know, if you're the winner, you are the winner. That you get all the you get all the gold. They get no gold. You know, or if you play again, you can you can win next time, and then they get no gold. I read, I refreshed myself a little bit on some John Locke before you guys came over, and just kind of like <laughs> the the beginning of you know government really. But the truth is, you know, he talks about this this you know the state of nature and everything, and I think of it of it that way where it's like you know if if someone 
steals from your land, it's like, okay, they violated the state of nature. Like, you, you go get your land back. Um, but basically, and there, there are unwritten rules because they're kind of just this natural, this natural law. But it's different in baseball because they have the rules. There aren't unwritten rules because you either win or you lose. And if you're losing, you try to win. And yeah, maybe if you're winning by a lot, you're not a jerk and and start, you know, shifting on people or trying to steal bases or whatever. But that's fine because you're at a point of advantage and you're preserving like the, you know, your winnings, whatever it is. Um, I mean, I'd like to say that there are uh, no, I, I mean, I just think that that's, that's the way it is. You don't need unwritten rules when you, you're not in this natural state. It's like clearly there's going to be a winner and a loser, and the, the twins were clearly going to be the winner. And if you're up 40 to nothing in a football game with four minutes left and you're USC and you're playing, I don't know, uh, you know, South Central Louisiana Tech Poly, you're probably going to win the game. <laughs> we don't have polytechnic schools. Uh, yeah, you do. You have Louisiana Tech. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's just a. I think that's just a one tech. I don't think that's a poly. It might also just be an <laughs> agricultural tech school. It, it very well might be. Um, yeah, I just. <sighs> I mean, can you? I, th- I really do think in 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 life there's. The spirit of the game in life is that you know we have to be we should be civil to one another. In you know in these sports, it's like yeah, I mean you're supposed to win or you're supposed to lose. Like the stuff about pimping the home run, I, I don't I don't really mind that so much because that adds character to a game that I right. a lot of times find kind of boring. Um, I sort of get that because that's you're then you're humiliating another human which is slightly different than the winning and losing. But, you know, I, I think that the spirit is, okay, you're being a bad social human. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that that comes into play when you're in a game. Uh, right. I, I think that... I think there are times when it's appropriate to to be, you know, to be civil and, and to be... to Like, to feign respect. To, to be performatively civil if, if necessary those happen out in life yeah where you don't just get to be you, like you don't just get to be done with life and go back to the other shit you were doing baseball you literally when the game is over you go back to your life as a human until the next time you play just like yeah. let it let it off the leash while you're playing just like disrespect who you're going to disrespect. I mean, oh, and, like, and these fine. are all, perf- I mean, if you want to respect something about one another on a baseball field or a football field or whatever the sport is, respect that, especially at this level, um, you're all professionals. This is your job and you can respect someone else doing their job. If I see someone, you know, working really hard at work, uh, even if they're working harder than I am, it's it's not. I shouldn't be jealous of them. It's like as right. a professional, I recognize that they're doing a good job. This catcher throwing down a bunt was doing a really great job. He took what's available to him. I'm not going to say don't do your job to somebody. Yeah. I, I think that that's ridiculous. I think you should stick to sport. I mean, hitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, baseball has a marketing problem. Baseball has yeah. had a marketing problem for a while. Yeah. In turn, you know, getting that sweet, sweet youth demographic. I, 
you know what would make baseball a lot more enjoyable if the players acted like athletes and not like golfers Oh, it's almost like you want more Yasiel Puig's, but Yasiel Puig gets upended by people like this, you know, myriad Brian McCann's. I want more Yasiel Puig and Jose Bautista. I want less Chase Utley and Brian McCann. Yeah. Uh, Both of whom I think may still be playing, and they're combined 80 years old. Uh, No, they're probably more like 73 or 74. Oh, Utley yeah, Utley might be 40. I think Utley is 40. Um No, I, I Yeah, it's not you're not going to the grocery store and uh you see an old woman with a ham in her cart and you go as a sprightly 26-year-old you go I and need steal the, the ham out of the cart and then laugh at her. That's not what's going on here. Right. Like that is that is not what's going on here. That is an unwritten rule in society that is good. Those because, are just uh, my manners. <laughs> that's see that's true. That <laughs> that violates an a written rule. Uh <laughs> stealing um, is bad. Although if you're in the grocery store, this is yeah. this is an interesting question. If you're still in the grocery store, she hasn't bought the ham yet. Oh, though no, that's what I'm oh, saying. She's totally not in legal. Yeah. No, that's, she's that's not what I'm saying. Is, of that is that's the, the then you are a person like a human who is being uncivil to yeah. another human. It's like that game where you sneak stuff into other people's grocery carts and they don't realize it till they're checking out. <laughs> and then if you get it, if you get it into their cart and they get to the checkout, it, if you're playing with your friends, they have to buy it. Oh, I've fun never play, I've never played that game before. You got to well, set a I'm, limit I'm on it, like. You can't make them spend a certain amount of money, but yeah, if sure. you can like sneak some something into their cart and they don't notice it till they get to the checkout, they gotta buy it. Yeah, I, I think yeah, uh, that makes me think. Then you're causing a, an injury to someone. Like unwritten rules, they a lot of times you know take injury away. And this is not a situation where an injurious thing happened. Um, I mean, what's his name was gonna get a one hitter? It's pretty good, right? It, you know what I mean, else is good? Like a, a fifteen ninety on the SAT. You know what else is good? A fifteen eighty. They're basically the same. <laughs> They're not a sixteen hundred. Uh, yeah. Oh boy! All right. I, I don't know about you guys. I feel like I have vented about this enough now. Yeah. Uh, more. Yeah, I'm sure by the time it gets released, we'll have another one of these. Right? There's enough baseball games in the season to provide I mean, I'm, these. I'm sure there are primetime games tonight. But, uh, in the meantime, uh, I think the going. Nats play it. Uh, play the Cobb County Crackers at their uh, their their um, that's a good their uh, taxpayer funded stadium that you oh have to pay a billion dollars to park at. Oh my god, uh, that's a good reference. Um, so we'll uh, I guess we'll we'll maybe let it uh, let it lie there on the subject of unwritten rules. If you have thoughts, uh, if you think. Uh, if you think we're wrong and there should be less bat flips, uh, go away. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, if you think we didn't go far enough and that there should be even more bat flips and whatnot, uh, come come find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod and uh, let us know what you think. We're uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. All right, it is time now, as always, for that legendary segment where a man becomes more than a man. He becomes a, a, a series of mea culpas for all of the various times that he's wronged people. Uh, usually they're himself. Uh, yeah. It's Pierce's sorry. 
What are you yeah. apologizing for this week? Uh, I don't recall how I remembered this this week, but a few weeks ago, I went out to dinner with some, some friends, um, probably six, seven, eight of us. We're at a dinner and, and various topics come up, but at one time they were talking about, I, I think, um, uh, it just vacation places that, that they'd been and, and the like. And, um, <clears throat> talking about places in the eastern seaboard. You know, I'm, fr- I'm from the east coast. I have a sense of this. We're all, we're all from this general area, I think, so a lot of people knew or had lived here for a few years. And uh, at one point, a friend of mine looks over to me, uh, expecting me to know what Cape Cod is like. I was very offended by this. (laughs) So uh, I am issuing an apology for looking like I know what Cape Cod is like. (laughs) Because I think that there is, I know that there is a connotation with that. Um, and, uh, And I also added in that, it's like, because I know that, if you look like someone who went to Cape Cod, you probably look like you flew into the Cape Cod airport, and that has to be a very certain type of person that can fly into that airport. And I don't, I don't want to be that person, so I, I'm sorry for looking like that person. All right, it is very kindly appreciated. Yeah, <laughs> don't be that guy. I, as always, it's the rule. It's, it's the unwritten rule of life. Although I guess a bunch of reporters probably wrote it when Mike Tomlin said it, so now it's technically written. I, like written I haven't in the been US able to verify already. that he actually said it. I just think I heard that one time. It's like not writ- It's not like in the U.S. code or anything. Don't be, don't be that guy. I mean, it is. It essentially is. <laughs> don't 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 steal from an old person. Don't be that guy. All right, we're turning into a law podcast at this point, and I don't, well, I don't feel great about that. We're we're not very good at that job, so uh, let's let's wrap it up with a big idea from pop culture. And uh, this week, uh, it, we've talked so far this year, like it, it feels like several times about how much great music there is coming out this year. Uh, stuff that's already come out, stuff that we're excited about. I I got an email uh, reminding me that. Hopalong is dropping in a couple weeks. Uh, I'm very excited uh, this, about that. This Friday. That's it's right. Streaming on it NPR is this right Friday. Now. You're right. Um, but I'm not here to talk about Hopalong. I'm here to talk about uh, what I believe is Golden Hour. Yes, Golden Hour. It's a new album by Casey Musgraves, and uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and cut to the chase and say that this album is amazing. Uh, I, I got a text from my brother who who said, the album is incredible. I think it's maybe the best thing I've heard since Damn. And I thought, wow, that's uh, that seems like it might be uh, overly hyperbolic praise of the kind that our, our generation seems given over to. Uh, and then I listened to it twice this afternoon at work and had to fight back the urge to cry. And I realized that it is, in fact, really, really, really good. Um, she is a uh, country singer from Texas. Uh, from uh, Let me see if I can find where. Uh, from Golden, Texas, uh, which is in north northeast Texas. So I, I guess maybe 
vaguely nearish Dallas. Um, and, but she's uh, she's kind of she makes music that is similar in a lot of ways to kind of traditional country sound, but she also um, she she's taken some steps outside of that. Uh, this album has a song that is kind of reminiscent of like synth pop, and and there's some you know more just kind of rocky stuff, and and even like a a bouncy almost R and B esque song early on the record, um, but also just like lyrically wise, you know, uh, talk about somebody who's who's not really here for the faux respectability bullshit. Um, she's just, you know, one of the first songs she broke on to the scene with two albums ago was a song called follow your arrow. Um, and the, uh, the chorus basically was like, don't, don't pay attention to what other people are supposed to think. Um, do you follow, you know, follow your arrow, your, your moral compass, uh, and the chorus is goes make lots of noise, kiss lots of boys, or kiss lots of girls if that's what you're into. Um, when the straight and narrow feels a little too straight, uh, light up a joint or don't. Just follow your arrow wherever it points. She's like she's not. Um, she's not like a, a brand bot or anything like that. She's not, you know, out here banging on the podium talking about how, you know, we need traditional country values or, or anything yeah like that. i didn't hear like, anything about horses trucks or guns there so i exactly. she charts that is an accomplishment exactly so strong i would put in a strong recommendation for uh golden hour by casey musgraves i i will say i'm just a fan of all of her stuff in general i've seen her in concert twice uh and and thought she was fantastic both times yeah, uh, she does a, a wicked cover of uh, "No Scrubs" by TLC, uh, oh, which I was that, also not that, expecting. That, I'm not as interested in that. I, but. I, I know you're not, but uh, for for those of you who are slightly more open minded than our uh, than our Cape Cod loving friend over here, yeah. uh, you should you should explore that as well. Yeah, uh, that's 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 true. <laughs> that's true. I do know a lot of Vampire Weekend lyrics. So there you go. Um, and on that note. Uh, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod, or drop us a line at It's Pretty Okay at Gmail dot com if you want to let us know what you think, or propose a show topic, or anything like that. You can get this and every episode of the show at our home on the web www.prettyokaypod.com, dot com, along with uh, some some writings. Because we we're putting out the pod a day late, uh, we had. Ian write a, a song review for us and that's up on the website now um, he's got another one queued up that I, I gotta find some time to edit but uh, that should be on the site soon um, I'm I've been doing uh, lots of reading so I might have another another Link Stravaganza in the near future um, if that's not really your thing uh, no worries you can subscribe to our feed so you never miss an episode they show up straight on your device of choice you can get us on Apple Podcasts or most other places that you might be interested in listening. We will be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening.